on the way to great represents the center with your host, DC Radical One. Greetings, Black family, and welcome to On The Wake Up Radio. I am your host, DC Radical One, and you have entered the center. Shout out to our wonderful producer, Cindy Ashby. You can check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, as iHeartRadio at On The Wake Up Radio. You can also check us out at OnTheWakeUpRadio.com and also be sure to go to OTWTube.com. That's OTWTube.com and sign up for our producer's platform where you can speak freely about things that you can't speak freely about, excuse me, in other places. Uh, I see our wonderful producer is here. I see Brother Sar Mayad uh, is here. Uh, BB and Brother Sar. See, Unique, Unique One Express is here. Peace to you. Peace and Black Power to Brother Patrick. Peace to Taylor Nubia. Um, and that's all the people that I see so far here. Um, I am, y'all have to forgive me if I'm moving a step slow today just a little uh little lethargic today been up since early this morning but glad that everyone that is here has decided to join us i saw brother sar actually yesterday uh, at least uh you know visualize him at the conference so i saw him and his queen were in attendance yesterday so it's good to see them and I am going to um, talk about the conference shortly and we'll let a few more people come in the building, hopefully. And then we'll get started there. By the way, don't forget to make sure that you smash the like button as you come in. If you like, share, and subscribe, like, share, and subscribe. If you are not subscribed, you know, wonderful producer talking about it's hot outside. Yeah, that's why I haven't been outside today. It was outside early yesterday time of year where you have to do something outside, you have to do it early, you know. So I took care of that. According to my computer, it's a good 92. So summertime is here. And speaking of summertime, of course, we're having the annual Straight Black Love Day cookout. That's uh, two weeks from the day now. So the time is coming upon us extremely quickly. Uh, June 20th, 2021. Uh, noon until dark, basically. We got, you know, that's how we normally do it. Oxen Run Park Shelter, 2300 Oxen Run Drive, Temple Hills, Maryland, 20748. This event is free to all straight, black, and proud people. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I will mention it now. Um, it's worth mentioning, I guess. Uh, when I put this flyer out on my Instagram, probably two weeks ago now, two or three weeks ago now, yeah, I got a lot of uh, backlash from homophiles who, you know, they found offense. And homophiles and promos, homos and promos, just call them, promosexuals, 
who, because it wasn't just homophiles, actually, it was more people who aren't homophiles, but promote the agenda, who were offended. And, um, you know, talking about they want to protest, you know, protest or cookout. This, this, I was like, let's, let's just think about that for a minute. And, you know, we're trying to have a black family event, you know, for straight black and proud people. And people are offended and talking about protesting and bringing their homo friends and things like that. So that just goes to show, you know, as much as these people talk about tolerance and, um, you know, love is love and all this. Okay, well, what's wrong with straight black love? Why is that not love? Why why are we facing opposition to a cookout? You know, we're not doing, you know, like Europeans when they used to roast black people. We're not doing that. We're actually, you know, cooking actual food to be eaten and giving it to the people for free. You know, just ask that you come out and fellowship with us and act in a civilized manner. I know that's something that's foreign to people today, civilization, but, you know. Um, the alternative to civilization is barbarism, and there's far too much of that in the world today. So, again, you know, the uh, annual Straight Black Love Day cookout, June 20th, and again, we're starting approximately at noon, and again, that's at the Oxen Run Park Shelter, 2300 Oxen Run Drive, Temple Hills, Maryland, 20748. And again, this event is free to all straight, black, and proud people. And I see the Wolf Report is in the building. BB Fold in straight black pride, brother. And uh, Tila Nubia says it's okay, but it's okay to have a pride parade. Yeah, indeed. And you know, they want to have that. This is America. They want to express themselves. That's fine. I, you know, I don't come to their thing and argue with them about it or. You know, I in fact, I'm going to stay as far away from Pride Parade and Pride everything else as I can. I will be, um, speaking of which, I will be doing some uh, short form videos on uh, on the uh, Pride Assault on Children. And cause I'm sure we've seen some of the things going on with uh, Kellogg's, Legos, and some other people. And uh, so I will be doing a short form video about that. And also some interesting thing happened, interesting thing, things, excuse me, happening in uh, the athletic arena. Some of which we talked about last week, but uh, there's some additional stuff that's happened that I'm just going to bundle all those up and throw them into a 10, 15 minute video. So I uh, look, for, look forward to that coming up this week. In fact, I may record them today. In fact, uh, be folded. You got ripped off, and I need to talk to brother. You got ripped off about the um, the um, study group book club study group, the uh, SBPM book club. So, so we can set that up and uh, get that up and running. Maybe the end of the month or so. And let's see. Uh, War Report says that's what kills me because they are lockstep with the homophiles. Oh, who the uh, the promos? Um, I mean, you know, brother. I uh, we used to it at this point. Um, when the logo was unveiled and it was and the announcement was made, we received opposition 
from mostly young people and mostly young women. That was half a decade, six, seven years ago now. So, and nothing has changed. It's still the same group of people. You know, it's still young sisters for the most part, or at least who are spearheading, spearheading the opposition, most of whom are not um, are not homophiles or claim not to be homophiles anyway, or, you know, still deal with men. And then 10, 15 years from now, they'll be talking about where all the good men are. Not, you know, not making the connection that, you know, their advocacy of homophilia is r- good men and real men repellent. But be that as it may, you know, we're going to do what we do. We have this event every year. We're going to continue uh, going to have it again this year. Have a good time. So if you're on the East Coast or you feel like traveling, you can do that and um, fellowship with us and enjoy free food and good times and games and things like that. So. We'll have all those things out and do what we do with that. Again, that is two weeks from today. So obviously there will not be a show on that day. There will probably be a Monday, probably a Monday evening show instead of actually, I have to start off. Actually, I'll probably have a, I'll have either a Saturday night show or a Monday night show, or possibly both. Also, um, next week, and Lord Bell's not in the building yet, uh, Brother Genie is going to show up next week. So he's going to be our guest next week. We're going to do um, a short uh, interview, and then he has some information he'd like to share with us. And then uh, we'll do a short Q&A. So, He's gonna he's gonna lend us uh, some of his time, so I know you all have been looking forward to that, and I will. Um, Cause I talked I actually talked to him this morning, early this morning, so I will um get that posted up uh, tomorrow, and so everyone can be aware of that, and I'll remind people during the week via my um, various social media. So uh, that should be that should be something exciting, you know. Uh, he's you know he's been around, but people keep asking, "Hey, where's Brother Genie? Where's Brother Genie?" He's been doing his thing, but you know, it, it, it'll be good for y'all to uh, hear from the people. Um, uh, brother, no, my bad. Just Tila Nubia is asking about a book review for. Uh, Baba Imhotep's book. Okay, I was not. I was not aware of that. So, um, if people are interested in that. They can check that out. Um, so yeah. So that yeah. So Brother Genie will be here next week, and then I'm sure people will be excited about that. So uh, let's get into yesterday. Yesterday was the seventh annual um, complementarity conference, and. And so the um, this is, let's see, I've seen, I think the second one that I've done uh, digitally. And one I was supposed to go to physically and uh, I can't, something happened. Oh, man, I don't think I get the days off or something. I don't know, something. You know, that, that was like 
like that's now that's been four years ago time moving so fast but yeah the complementarity conference is always excellent it is um i think it's more effective in person to be honest but because it is an event that in it is an event that uh people often come to who are looking you know for compliments as well as couples and baba um baba he said that's part that was part of the um objective i heard him say that in, in years past to have something where people african people can come together and african people who are looking can check you know in interact and mingle and possibly find a compliment there so that that was part of the original objective of it and so it continues in the digitals digital form because of everything that's going on so um i know brother sar i know he was there uh i didn't see anyone else that i see in the chat there um that that i know of now if you that i noticed anyway but unfortunately i missed baba baruti's most of his presentation because I didn't get the link in time. I paid early in the morning and I just did, I didn't get the link. So I had to remind uh, Mama and then she sent the link immediately when I sent her sent her a uh, email. So I missed by, so I missed like literally when I came on, I guess by that time it had been possibly it, well, it was more than half an hour, probably 40 minutes. And then um Sister Tila Nui said she was there. Okay, sister. And then I came on and Baba was like closing out. And I was just like, I was like, man. So the way it was set up, Baba spoke first. You had a break then. Mama spoke. Um, Mama Yava Rudy spoke. And then you had a break breakout rooms where the uh, men were in one room and the women were in in another room and you know questions were asked mostly mostly younger brothers asked the questions and mostly elders was with the exception of one brother who was in his uh late 30s i believe mid to late 30s he spoke he had some wisdom and i'm gonna just go over some of the notes i took in a moment just setting up the seed of how it was and so and comparing it to comparing it to other ones i i have uh digital digitally attended and the thing about the complementary the good thing about the complementary conference is that it's something for everyone so there's something for there's something for those who are in a complementary relationship as far as things tips on things to do things to look out for things to um ways to maintain or strengthen your bond um that's always a part of it a major part of it because of course the Baruti's have been together i think mama said now 36 years which is you know that's i mean that's incredible in today's time and then there's an elder that has been he said he'd been with his queen for 48 years, which, in other words, 
he's been he's been with his queen as long as I basically as long as I've been alive. So, you know, that's impressive. I mean, that's that's stuff you can't even I can't even fathom. <laughs> you know, it's just phenomenal. Uh, first of all, living that long, you know, to be with someone that long is an accomplishment. So um, that that Bob, what he spoke. Um, I'm trying to think of some other like remarkable people or remarkable relationships that were said, but you know that just gives you give you a feel that you have elders who have been together for literally a lifetime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fifty years is a lifetime. A lot of times, not community. Sometimes you're a black male. Sometimes thirty six years is a lifetime. Um, and um, then, like I said, you had brothers who were um, trying to think the youngest brother I saw may have been that I saw visually probably was about 25, 26. And so um, he had, he had asked some questions and laid some things on the table that I know a lot of other brothers were thinking. And one of the thing, one of the things, at least in the men's section, because that's where I was at, was just the discussion of brothers of finding uh, compliments. Cause there was, there was brothers from, um, uh, I believe, I believe the brother was in Britain, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, England or whatever they call it, UK, whatever, whatever, you know, that place. So to me, it's all the same thing, but I'm sure there's some actual technical difference between the names, but yeah. So he was speaking about uh, finding a compliment. Um, where he was and just the the, the uh, challenges of that. And then uh, when came back to the main section, that seemed to also have been a topic of discussion among the sisters. And a, a brother was saying that, an elder was saying he was, from what I got, of it, got out of it, excuse me, was that it was possible that, um, that people were, we were overlooking each other, you know, brothers and sisters overlooking each other. So he was basically saying like, how can we go to these events and be in the same place and no one can connect with each other. And I mean, yeah, that makes sense to a degree, but and you know, I can't speak for every place, but what's interesting here in DC, what, uh, what we have run across when I talk to, especially when I talk to younger brothers, one of the things that, that is happening, and it was we didn't get a chance to bring it up, because the event just seemed like it went so fast. The men's section is like maybe about four or five questions were asked, and three or four brothers um, gave their uh, input on the question. And so, like I said, probably ten minutes per per for per subject discussed. And then that hour is gone. Cause like I said, it was set up for the hour for Baba, hour for Mama breaks in between hour for um, men, you know, the breakout room to men and the women. And then um, there was, I think, a little Q and A at the end, and it was that was it. It was over. It's like man. So I don't know if it's because I came in late that it made it feel like it was so short, but it just seemed like the, that men's discussion was just extremely short, and it was like. Yeah, this is worth actually having um, expand being expanded upon. 
And I know Bobby Rudy actually has a quarterly men's meeting, so I'm not sure what actually gets discussed in that. But uh, that'd probably be something that I will, if as long as it's not conflicting with uh, anything SBPM is doing, that'd probably be something that I attend. And you could go to Baba's Facebook. He actually shared the flyer. I believe the next one of those is on August 7th, but I did not. Uh, he did not disseminate the flyer electronically or anything like that. So uh, for any brothers that are interested in, in um, getting with Baba Baruti with those digital uh, men's classes, the, that's done quarterly quarterly men's meetings and there's also quarterly women's meetings um i'm not sure at the timing or the days of that maybe one of the sisters that that saw it um could answer that question i believe it's the same day though just different times if i'm not mistaken but i'm not can't be 100 percent sure uh sister taylor knew we said the event would be more effective as an in-person event yeah i from what i hear the in-person event was the in-person um, conferences were outstanding. Um, so, and just be seeing how it was, and I don't know, to be honest, I, I don't remember anybody saying it, but I don't know if there were, there were separate rooms for when they did the in-person, that would be, that would be, um, I think that would be ideal. Having different rooms, like having a full on, uh, having a full on convention physically like that with a venue where you have different rooms to discuss different subjects, not just men, not just men and women, but even a whole single event. I think a make up like a weekend of that, I think would actually be um, outstanding. And it's probably just, you know, that may be, I, I don't know. Um, that may be something, that may be something I, I'll work on with, um, maybe something I'll work on in, in the future, doing just a full on, uh, a full on conference like that with just if i can get if i can get the other if i can get the people to do it and people want to do it in person i don't know how you know a lot of elders um i know you know i don't know how i know a lot of elders probably don't want to travel with everything's going on and you know just you know with every the, the way the world's changed in the last couple of years y'all understand um, so part of one of the things it was, it was, it was actually, it was, a, there were a lot of things that was discussed. Um, so let me, you know what, let me do this. Let me go to my notes and just take that, talk about what I took down from mama, from her discussion. And then I will talk about a little bit of what the men were talking about, but what she had was her, what she has learned in her 36 years of being in a relationship. And if you ever heard, if you've ever heard them speak about their relationship, it they are an example. And, and it's so funny because everyone looks at them as a model for a uh, African 
relationship or African-centered relationship, however you want to say it. And it's so funny because when you hear them speak about the beginning of their relationship, it it seems like they started off in two very different places and that they have, well, it doesn't seem like that. I mean, that's how they say it. They were in two very different places mentally. Uh, BB Foley and Straight Black Project, BB Foley, man. Um, and they grew into love. And that is something that if you read Baba Baruti's complementarity or you heard him speak about the concept of complementarity, um, he has uh, brought out the understanding that elevating to love is very much an African concept where quote unquote falling in love is very much a European concept. And that is something that again, I think I just said this before, but every, um, like literally everything, every subject, every aspect of life, the European idea and the African idea are polar opposites. And we, because we're in this European environment, everything we do, if we follow along with the European, is backwards. So not just, we all, of course, you know, here, you know, there's a straight black crowd platform. We always talk about the sexual backwardness, but we don't talk about how the, the idea and concepts of love and going about them and going about strengthening them and going about relationships and all of that we're doing backwards because we we've been we're following the european model because we're in a european environment and many times all we get to see oftentimes depending on your age is um oh sister Najee is here from the continent beautiful ODA to our sister hope you're doing well i'm assuming you're doing well because of course you are here joining us when it must be, I guess, what, 9.30 there? So good to see the sister here. Um, but I, I was saying, we we often only see the European model. And so we model our behavior behind that. And of course, lately, it just hasn't been working for our people as a collective. And of course, we don't, most of us don't really understand why it's not working, not realizing that we're going against the grain of our natural process and our cultural imperative of how we do things. Um, and Sister Tila Nubia said, one of the things that hit her was when the sister was looking for some advice regarding her current relationship where she was the older individual. Yeah, I heard, um, yeah, I heard Baba spoke on that. If we're talking about um, the same discussion and I, where I, I believe the sister was eight years older, which it, I guess it depends on the age range. I, I didn't really seem a lot to me, but I think just the fact that the sister is older than the brother, I just think that's probably, especially in, especially in African-centered circles, is probably more rare than the opposite. Just like is more rare most times where the sister knows more than a brother or brings the brother in those things are rare now i don't he didn't 
it wasn't said whether the second part was accurate, but yeah, that part about the um the brother being younger. Um that was that was interesting. Um again, that like I said, that depends on, you know, that depends on like a lot, a lot of different things. Depends on the maturity of the man, depends on um, you know, where the sister is in her life, you know. Are there children involved? Does she have children? Does she want children? Does he want children? Does he have children? I mean, that that is such an individual thing. But yeah, it was it was notable that that was that that was brought up. And that's one thing I've heard Bob was say, and I'm gonna try to get an interview with him. But it's something I heard him say in another interview is that we try to um, that we're not flexible in our understanding that we try to hold on to these European ideals. And um, that's one of the things that don't don't work. Instead of people taking a relationship and doing what works for you, you know what I'm saying? And making it work, like, oh, in essence, I heard him say, in essence, something to the effect of, okay, you've decided on this person now you have to go and make it work as opposed to you like the person and then you see one or two things wrong and then you go on to the next one and you go on to the next one actually actually it was an old it was another bible who was talking about that because he was talking about brothers and i didn't know that this was still going on in the community but i'm not surprised either because i've seen it before year, years ago where a brother will um this, in fact, this used to be a big, a bigger problem from what I've seen. I don't see it as much anymore where a brother will come in and um, a brother will come in to the community and he get with a sister and then he get with another sister. And then sometimes he got a baby by one and baby by another one. But talking about he can't find a sister, but you already found two impregnated <laughs> things like that. You know, the Bible was talking about that. I don't see that as much anymore here, but I have seen it before. I when he talked about, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, we've all seen that behavior." It's like, like fam, you already got two. You made two families. Pick one or both or whatever. But there's no need to, um, you know, the idea that you can't find the right woman after you already impregnated a woman. Even he was just saying that that was anti-African behavior, and I concur. Like. Once you, I mean, you bonded, you have a child by somebody, you bonded with them for life. So pick them, pick one, you know, that's the way, I, that's the way I look at it. But you're going to have to deal with the person anyway. So you might as well just go ahead and try to make it work at, at that point. Uh, peace to uh, Brother Crow. And so the Bible was talking about that. And one of the things the Bible Rudy talked about was that, that um, he said it and then another brother said it, said it in a different way. It was deep how he said it. But he was talking about Barbara Rudy talking about uh, for the men, sexual discipline and being African in your behaviors, whether and the other brother was saying we, we have to understand that when you're single, you're still practicing for a relationship. So the sexual discipline and the self-improvement and things like that, that are going to be beneficial in the relation the, in the relationship, excuse me are things that brothers should be practicing before the relationship. And 
even though, you know, even though I heard it before, even though I, I've even said it before, it was still um, profound the way the, the way the Baba said it. So it wasn't that it was what he said wasn't new, but how he said it made it more profound. Uh, you got ripped off saying we are separated from our natural Asili. Indeed. And the European is trying to impose his Asili on us and separate us from really separate really trying to rip our minds from us and implant his mind in us um which is interesting because it's i remember there used to be a bible verse about that kind of let putting the mind of quote unquote jesus in you so kind of interesting that the europeans now trying to put his mind in in us at least from a sexual backwardness point of view and even from a self-hate point of view uh, Sister uh, Tila Nubia says her last relationship, uh, the brother was 11 years younger. Oh, okay. So that that's interesting. Um, and she says also, I see a lot of brothers pushing polygamy. You know, I'm just be completely honest. In polygamy is one of those in theory things. It sounds like um, it sounds good in theory but the reality of the situation is at least here in the west most brothers haven't mastered one relationship like if you can't um if you can't master one relationship past the point of the the western quote-unquote seven-year itch the idea of brothers having two or three relationships i mean to me it's ridiculous. And then for those brothers that got multiple baby mamas, you already um, practicing a, a degenerate form of polygamy. Uh, so, you know, that that's pretty much all I have to say on that. Start with start with, start with one that that's it. Start with one is it's hard enough to see any person. It's hard enough to see any couple, excuse me, who make it past um make it past uh like i said that european seven-year itch um and the brother says was religion discussed not really because it's a complementarity conference it's about relationships so religion um wasn't really discussed um well, i see well, y'all got a lot of stuff going on uh you got ripped off no, that wasn't discussed, at least not when um at least not when I came in, unless that was something that was it wasn't talked about amongst the men. I just put it that way. Uh, and B forty eight man says schools, particularly during Pride Month, are major battlefield where the European facility is being forced on our children under threat of penalty. Yeah, indeed, indeed. The um I mean we it's is it's something that we should have already known. And people probably just don't, people don't have a, don't feel like they have a way to resist. But, you know, the old saying goes, and I don't, I can't remember who said it, but you can't take your children to European schools and then, you know, wonder why they come back as Europeans. And that's something that we have done. And then we, we get surprised and try to figure out, oh, why are they doing this? Or where did they learn that? But you drop them off to your enemy. 
Malcolm X said, only a fool will allow his enemy to educate his children. We dropped him off for seven hours a day uh, with European instructors, European written books, European everything, you know, and, and many times amongst European children. And then, um, you know, <laughs> we see the results and then we wonder what's going on. Now, a wonderful producer says grass always look, looks greener if you can't handle one woman. What are you going to do with four or nine? Not going to do anything. You're going to do the same thing you did with one, which is, you know, whatever you did with one. Uh, and my whole thing was, my whole thing has always been with that. No disrespect to any sisters here, but it, there's not no major surplus of quality women. There may be more women than men, but there's no major, there's no major surplus of quality women with brothers like, oh man, you know, I know six good women. I need to take care of all of them. That's, that's not happening. That's false. <laughs> now, okay, who get mad or whatever the case may be? Because there's not that many, first of all, it's not even that many quality African-minded people in the West, period. Man, woman, child, elder, whoever. <laughs> so the idea that there's just this large number of women that some brother just got to take care of, you know, as his duty or whatever, <laughs> whatever the reason, um, whatever his reasoning rationale is for um, polygamy. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not against it in theory, but in practice, good luck. <laughs> that, that's all I can say. I don't, I, you know, and then, and we talked about this before the, um, you know, a lot of these sisters that you see advocating this polygamy are also bisexual. So that's something that if you're a brother, that's something you always got to look out for. And then, um, of course, there are also bisexual men who are in it. So, yeah, that's all. And Brother Beef ODA man says more has never been better. I, absolutely. I've always been a believer in quality over quantity. Um, so that is, you know, my thoughts on that. Now, wonderful producer says these women act like uh, I'm not lying. Some of these women act like they're raised by wolves. No disrespect to wolves who have culture and nurture their, <laughs> nurture in their hearts and minds. I'm just, look, I'm just going by what I see, you know, and to be completely honest, at least for brothers who claim to be African centered, I can, and I, of course I can't speak for every place, but here, the the woke culture is pro homosexual. So I know, like I said, I know probably half a dozen brothers who uh, race first, don't have children, uh, gainfully employed, positive, doing work in the community, and they having a, the biggest trouble they having is finding women who claim to be pro black who aren't a hundred percent pro homosexual. So this surplus of women. I, again, I guess it all depends on your measuring stick. So, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And uh, Sister Taylor Nubia says, people need to understand when in Africa, you had different tribes that practice different cultures. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the underlying culture is all the same, but the different practices also came under different circumstances. And the, the biggest difference is, is that they were the communities were intact and there were rules in place here that no one's following any rules for anything. So how people think you're going to try to do something that is outside 
the norm of the system here impose it and impose rules when you have no rules for anything right we can't even get brothers to pull their pants up but we're gonna get brothers to take care of three wives i mean you know it is what it is um and uh brother crow says what about brothers having long distance relationships with sister from another country was that discussed yeah that that was discussed um i believe there was one example given where i can't remember the, the countries but the brother and sister were in a different country they were able to make that work um my whole thing with that is when those those examples are given the only thing i want to know is time frame how um how uh far back in the past was that that's that's my only question with that and i didn't i didn't ask that question because it didn't even occur to me um and really you got ripped off said did the sister talk about the bonnet stuff uh yeah that's uh sister two nubian i wasn't in the um i wasn't in the women's section and brother sar says uh crow crow is a much more appropriate word than romantic yeah indeed indeed and he said uh bob Rudy expounded on it crow crow opens the door to affection promotes gentleness and continuously affirms intimacy of connection thank you for that brother that probably was the part that i missed so i was um i'm glad i'm glad you uh added that i've heard him speak on that before and use that term um but i didn't like i said i didn't get to see that part of the discussion yeah and i know because i often tell people you know i don't like i don't practice roman antics because of course you know you're dealing with roman antics then you're dealing with you know all the stuff that we see now you're dealing you, you're dealing with pride month if you're dealing with roman antics please i mean it is what it is you know um, a wonderful producer talking about she hates covering her head yes but you can't speak for everyone wonderful producer so yeah i don't you know the whole bonnet thing that's that's a woman's issue i whatever <laughs> you know whatever uh because you know i look at it like this i mean brothers been walking around with uh do rags for up until recently for 20 years before that so yeah you know whatever the case may be um there's a time for class and you know class in general is lacking amongst men and women so because it is so with that i'm going to do some of the lessons that i heard um mama speak on and, and anybody else that was that was uh at the uh conference you can interject anything else that you found baba uh, that Baba said that I missed because I wasn't actually there until that time. Um, one of, and, and some of these things are kind of, when you really think about them, they're kind of common sense. They're not something like the, some woes some African-centered stuff as there's some good quality information. Um, but one of the things is, is that, and this was, this I found this interesting. And it's something I, something I heard my mother say actually one time, but she said, be mindful about the roles that you choose early in a relationship. And I found that interesting 
and I know my mother had um, in her house, you know, the inside is her domain, the outside is her husband's domain. So, and that's what they agreed on. So, um, you know, the kitchen and stuff like that, that, that's her domain. And like the yard and grass and uh, uh, what you call it? Yeah, all that stuff, garden and all that stuff. That's the outside domain. And that's kind of, that's the agreement they had. So when mama said that, that's what I thought about. And she gave the example of being um, like a mediator. She gave the example of being a mediator. And then she said she kind of got to a point where she's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm doing this all the time. It's too much. You know, who's going to take care of me while I'm doing all this mediation? But she, she was just saying, when you make those agreements, just be sure. And she didn't say whether or not you want to um, renegotiate that contract, so to speak. But, um, you know, she just, she talked about that. And I found it interesting because it was something I could relate to hearing my own mother speak about that. And, um, but yeah, those, I mean, like those, that division of labor in a relationship, that something that has to be negotiated. And I don't think that's something that people talk about. Um, I don't, I don't know that's something that people talk about when people are talking about getting into a relationship. I mean, in, in a grand scheme, grand scheme of things, I think most times we all just kind of, not all of us, but most of the time people just stumble into a relationship and there is no, um, you know, the, the things that need to be discussed beforehand probably, um, really probably aren't discussed beforehand um and one of the things she discussed i found this interesting and i think now from an african center's perspective i think this is even more interesting she was saying know your family and avoid sharing information with people that don't have your best interest at heart and i think this is something that happens more to sisters than brothers because i've heard for years now right sisters talking about how their best friend or their aunt or their cousins or whoever telling them that they can find a better man. Now, normally, now not all the time, but normally when a, a brother or a group of brothers see that a brother has a woman and he's happy, we normally just happy for him and it's only when he's unhappy and he starts discussing things and then we'll analyze it and be like, oh man, wow. And then you start looking like, wow, I didn't know that. You were so happy. Yeah, maybe you need to look at this or this and that. But at, up until that point where he has any, um, that's what I'm looking for, uh, where he expresses any disappointment or, or lack of enchantment with the relationship, brothers tend to just be like, man, oh man, that's great. I'm glad you're happy. And that, that's pretty much as far as it goes, you know. But it seemed like sisters more often, for whatever reason, and maybe because sisters express themselves more with, with each other, and that could be as simple as that. Um, you know, sisters always seem to have a thing of, you can find a better man. And I think now it's got to the point where most women, from my observation, reason a lot of times situations don't work is that most times, most women feel like they can always upgrade. 
regardless of their regardless of their situation and what they bring over, that there's always a better guy around the corner. Now there's always a there's always another guy around the corner, or many times in the DMs, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh in the in your phone, you know, your text messages and your WhatsApp and all that. Not necessarily a better guy. Um, and then of course, like you said, sharing more than needs to be said to outside people. Um readings to uh sister poetry, she was saying that is an issue. You know, not having too many, you know, but I mean, we understand having too many people in your relationship. I'm sure we all have uh, had that situation once or another. Me, I'm normally extremely private, but, you know, you're in a relationship with two people. You don't know what the other person <laughs> is saying. So, but she was just saying that, and she was saying, as far as the family, just understand that. You know, it'd be a situation where because you're you're conscious or you are practicing the African lifestyle, whatever the case may be, your family, if they're Negroes, right, could be against your relationship based on the fact that they don't understand the lifestyle that you have chosen and could just be disrupted, you know, disrupting it because of that, not even having anything against the other person or, or whatever the case may be. It, that, I mean, that's something that you have to take into consideration because when you are a certain way and your family isn't, you know, sometimes they can just be in opposition to everything you do. And if you're in a complimentary relationship, that, that can just spill over to your compliment who's not doing anything other than the only difference between what you'd be doing in your relationship as an African couple and what she's doing now is the titles. <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying? She can still be cooking for you and what or whatever she's doing. And because you're African now and you're not you're no longer Dave, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh you have dude instead of Dave, they got a problem with it. And you, her, and everything got a problem with the whole thing. So I mean, that's just one of those things that she talked about that and um, as something to look out for. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then this thing, then the second thing I wrote down was very interesting. She said it takes a village to help maintain a couple. And I was like, she said that I paused. And I took a deep breath and I started contemplating this idea, right? Because it was something where you like, you know, somebody says something and it hadn't occurred to you. And so since it hadn't occurred to you, you had to take and, you know, examine it in your mind while I was listening to her expound upon it, right? And when I thought about it, I was like, uh, I don't, I was talking to a sister one time and she was talking about relationship she was in and then she was saying that if they had more uh if they had had elders who they could lean on and an example that they could see that that relationship probably would have worked and so that part was interesting because it's because it balances out the first part right if you think about it 
the first part is she talked about the family, but the second part she talks about the village. So in reality, she from looking at it now and thinking about it, there's a delineation between those two things. The your family, because you are African, is your your people who you are genetically connected to connected to, excuse me. The village, right, are your spiritual African family, right? So let's say, and I just use the nation for example. Let's say you're in the nation, and but your family's not in the nation. Your family is people you're connected to, you know, mother, father, sister, brother, that. Your village in this case would be the mosque, right? Or if you're you are Muslim the masjid, or if you are um, part of a, you know, for example, me, it'd be SBPM. That's 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 my village, you know. And just looking at it now, I realized that she made a distinction between the two. And she was saying that it helps to have for brothers to have elders, for sisters to have elder mamas to give advice when it's sought out which is different from an outside person interjecting themselves into the relationship. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, it's deep because it's, it's a distinction, but almost, it looks like a contradiction at first, but it's a distinction. The, the couple seeking outside um, guidance is different from people interjecting their opinion into the relationship and you having too many people in a relationship. So it's a that's a balance there with that. And she was saying that it takes a village to maintain that that maintain that relationship. Even up to the point of something like having people that you trust. Uh, you can't trust that many people with your children. Something as important as having people that you trust be able to take care of your children so that you can go and interact with each other and like Bob Rudy talked about last year at the complimentary conference where you have um I know he said at least one time during the year I can't remember if it was quarterly that may have been something that you negotiate your relationship but one time a year where it's just you and your compliment and y'all go off and have a weekend or a week or whatever just you and them you enjoy each other's company um and he, the way he talked about it, he was like, it's, it's not even a matter of doing, like, not a vacation in the sense of, you know how you go on vacation, you want to do stuff. You're like, oh, I want to go to the beach, I want to do this and that. But he was saying, no, just the vacation is each other. That's how he talked about last year. And you just, once a year, take a time for you and your compliment to enjoy each other and reconnect and refresh and, um, celebrate your union with each other so that's something that baba that talked about last year um and then oh she did she did she shared this this proverb because she was saying there was times in her relationship where she didn't necessarily know if she was happy an african proverb says that happiness is something to do something to love and something to hope for and she said, then when she measured her happiness by that proverb, then she realized that she was happy within 
the framework and happy um, with her life overall without realizing it, right? We look, I guess she was really intimating that, you know, she got kind of getting caught up in a European idea of happiness. And, but then when the African concept was presented to her, she realized that she was, that she was relatively happy. Um, then she talked about the importance of pre-marital, um, pre-marital, um, counseling. And, um, there's something, you know, it's funny when she said that, cause it's something that I've, I, people that I know who are in the church, I know that's something they advocate. And I've heard, I think I've heard Bible talk about it before, but for whatever reason, it, it just kind of like, I was kind of like, yeah, that's needed. Then my next thought was, who's going to do it? Then I was like, oh, okay. You find an elder couple and have them do it. I, I assume, you know. And I don't know how many people do. I don't know how many people in the community do that. But that is, um, that's a, you know, to me, that's a thing that I think is needed. Um, and tangentially connected to that, there was even a discussion of having elders in um, various communities kind of play matchmaker, you know. Um, and elders, and elders will do that sometimes even without asking, you know, sometimes elders will, you know, elder Bobbers will ask, you know, I mean, Bobber, you know, uh, when you think about something, you know, you, you know, you keep going to the same event, same person that's there, they will look at you like, and I'm like, but um, one thing that the brothers talked about is that the women choose. So I'm like, are y'all asking the sisters this? Because the sisters choose, you know, um, Bobber, reiterated that in the uh, proverb that says um, a man pursues a woman until she catches him, you know? So the choice is always the woman's. And, you know, I, that's something that I told brothers. I say, look, if you have to pursue too hard, then, you, well, no, I tell, I tell young brothers, I said, anything you chase, the natural instincts to run away. So you pursue a woman, you don't chase her. And, She'll let you know if she is a, especially if she's a mature woman anyway. She'll let you know if she is amenable to that pursuit. Um, one of the things that happens, not not really in our community per se. I don't I don't think I don't know, but I don't think. But one thing that happens, is, like I said, a lot of times, um, sisters have more options than they are willing to. Um, they have. They have enough options to get confused. That's how that's how I can say that. You know, they have enough options that they can get confused. And then what happens is you start, you have so many options, sister started the start delaying a decision. And before you know it, you're in your mid-30s, and now a large part of your reproductive prime has passed you by while you trying to you know, get the best deal, so to speak. I don't see that so much in the, in the African-centered community, but in the black community overall, I see that with women who have a lot of options. And to be honest, brothers can get caught up in that too, where um, if you are you're popular or whatever the case may be, 
you have multiple people um and the difference is <laughs> the difference is you know brothers will just try to deal with all of them you know <laughs> they try, try to do the polygamy thing without the declaring it where sisters are kind of trying to hold people off and kind of pe- keep people in place and you know that's where the whole friend zone thing comes in and things like that so um uh poetry says you know the funny thing is is women think men have other people options to choose from um yeah i just look at it like this at least in a greater dating world i think what it is in a greater dating world is that everyone has options everyone everyone has options and very few people like the options they have and that's the major issue right because I tell brothers all the time, I say, look, you can't be insecure with a woman because a woman is offered uh, a man's services every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're unless your woman is just, you know, not physically attractive at all. There's someone who's going to proposition her every single day she walks outside her house. And now with social media, she don't have to walk outside the house. All she has to do is pro- post a picture of herself, you know. And the eyes and hearts and all that stuff will go up underneath in the comments. So, yeah, I mean, but the thing about the whole option thing is, like I say, most people have options. They just don't like the options they have. Because if they did, they would just pick one and move on. But, no, that's one thing that doesn't happen. Uh, Sister uh, Tila Nubius says, Women know at the door how far they want to go with men. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked about that before. When I, I talked about that before. I already know. I already know sisters put brothers in the one of three categories as soon as they see them. You know. All right. Yeah, I talked about that science before. Um, and I tell brothers that all the time. That I I just was happy when I started asking sisters and they they verified that information. So um, so that I wasn't teaching falsehood. But yeah, I've been telling brothers that for probably 15 years now. Easy, actually. Yeah, probably longer than that. But anyway, um, and one of the things uh, Mama said was perseverance. And she said there's a, an adinkra symbol for perseverance, but I did not break out my dictionary to find that adinkra symbol. So I can't. Um, and it was she didn't put it up. So I would have to look for it. But yeah, perseverance, you know. Um, you know, because I mean, life just throws, it throws things at you, you know. And when you're in a complimentary relationship, you know, it's just something that you have to, two people have to agree to um, just go through those things together. And with now, and what I'm talking about is, I'm not talking about, um, I'm not talking about uh, abuse. I'm not talking about that. Like, I'm not talking about taking disrespect, like a sister being with a brother that's, that's running as uh, I heard Mr. Farrakhan say one time, running a whole house, you know, not that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about the normal ups and downs of a relationship. Or You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about a brother enduring his woman, you know, uh, going out there, engaging with the UPS man. And, you know, that's not what we're talking about here. Um, but we're talking about persevering through the normal ups and downs of of a relationship. Um, and this was interesting. This, well, it was two things. One, one should be obvious, but apparently it ain't. 
And um, she said, uh, don't put your spouse on the back burner. Seems like that would be obvious. I don't, but the fact she said it means that she didn't think it was obvious. Uh, you know, I, especially you, you doing race work, but even, even regular people. You know, you have people now, you have two jobs, you have um, you have two jobs and your children and your side business and you're taking classes and you this, that, and the other, and so forth, so on. And you end up putting your uh, spouse on the back burner and they don't feel appreciated. And, you know, as a man, you don't want you, as a man, you be the last to know, <laughs> you know, you'll be the last to know. You won't even notice that your woman is already mentally checked out. And um, so, yeah, avoid that. Just don't just always value the relationship, value what you have. Uh, and then um, this this part I found interesting. She says, have a list of reasons why you are together and a, a list of positive attributes about the person. Because, you know, I'm sure long term, you, you can forget. And in fact, I mean, you know, we've all been in a relationship. You're like, man, why am I with this person? <laughs> you know, she was saying, write that out and remind yourself who the person is. And I found that interesting, you know. And I always, to me, it almost seemed like something that you do that's good to do at the beginning because you might find out there are not enough good attributes here and you might need to roll out before this thing is permanent. So, um, but once you're in it to win it, then you have to remind yourself of that. Um, and she said, also have a sense of balance in relationships and in life. Don't let uh, the outside world just overwhelm your relationship to the point where it gets neglected. And I heard Bob Rudy say this. He said, um, he said, date your spouse weekly, which I never heard him say before, which is um and basically carving out time for each for each other, regardless of what is going on. Um, uh, make and I've heard I've heard brothers say this about sisters, but I, I'm assuming that he was saying reciprocation. Um, but yeah, you know, make, make that time out, make it special, even in the midst of the mundane, because I think sometimes we can get bored with each other. We just, you need a long time, long-term relationship. A lot of times people can turn into roommates if you're not careful, because, uh, you're not doing things to keep that spark alive. And I know, you know, sisters like to, sisters like to feel special, you know, every brother has been in any type of, uh, successful or long-term relationship understands that and um again you know you're complimenting with every dude on the internet i mean you're competing with every dude on the internet and every dude that she sees in a you know in a very weird way you know to a point where a woman gets you know it's just like they don't care you know um other people don't exist and that's kind of the point you want to get to as a man and Barbara rudy said that nation building work also occurs in the home the most important work is in the family, creating and maintaining family is nation building work. So, um, and in this day and time, that's a mighty, let's just be honest, a mighty, mighty task. It is building and maintaining a family in an era where they're doing everything they can to destroy the straight black family. And uh, I would, um, it's, I mean, it's so important, you know, that 
it's the, it's the really it's the foundation of the family's foundation of everything. As I think I've said before, and so I know it's so interesting. I know when I was Muslim, I and I can't remember the percentages now, but I could have sworn that they had a saying that marriage is one half of your faith, right? Um, so that you only have. And I think Elijah Muhammad one time had a saying that basically said that an unmarried man is like a one-legged man. Basically saying that you're not, you don't have a compliment, that you're handicapped. Um, which is profound. Because then, you know, makes me have to look around and think, mm, you know, been working with one one leg for a while. Maybe I'm, you know, what am I, what am I? Uh, what is my lack of a compliment? How is that limiting me? Limit, limiting my potential. So, you know, that's something to think about. And I didn't even think about those, those quotes until literally just now. And um, Mama talked about uh, one thing she said. It was funny. And it should be obvious, but, yeah, you know. Um, she said, never assume, you know. She said that she knows... She, you know, she don't, she said she don't bother, you know, she don't bother almost 40 years. And yet there'll be times where she asks, she will ask him something. And she like, I already know the answer. I ask him anyway, get out of courtesy. And he surprised her with his answer. And she looking around like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, wow. Huh. Never mind. All right. And, he, you know, just, she said she'll be totally shocked. And so he did you know, it's interesting uh, because as much as you're together and as much as you learn the person, as much as you're around them, you're still two different people. And people are evolving and you can, just because there was a time where someone just wouldn't want to do something or be totally against it or whatever, at the same time, you just never know. So she said, never assume, just that's where communication is key. You know, just communicate and make sure instead of, you know, running scenarios in your mind, I guess, which you, we know, we know sisters do all the time, you know, run scenarios in their mind and make assumptions and, um, you know, play, play out the whole thing before anything happens. And then you go out and say something and it's like, oh yeah, we can do such and such. And it's like, oh, and then the whole thing is, you know, the whole conflict that, you're expecting it's been diffused because you just it wasn't what you thought it would be um brother crow says hold on oh in african-centered world or community is there such a thing as a person getting married too late or being too old to marry i've never heard that i mean because many times i mean i've known uh, a few people who, uh, for example, a brother may have had a family or a sister may have had a family. A sister loses her uh, loses her compliment, you know, for whatever reason. And um, I'm, and when I say lose, I mean the person precedes them to the ancestral realm. That's what I'm saying. And they get remarried. So how is that different? I mean, it's different in a way, but to me, I don't, I've never heard anyone say it's too late. 
because something that's kind of seen as a an African duty, how can it be too late? You know, you I mean, you, you know, biologically, you would be too late to have children. But I don't think I wouldn't think that's the case. I didn't. I've never asked Baba. I've never heard anybody say it's too late. So I'm just assuming that I'm just going to assume it's not. Um, and you got ripped off says, wow. Uh, oh, well, isn't Urugu incomplete because it lacks a consummate? So because we're not that many of us try to be them, I think that's what creates African schizophrenia. Oh yeah, that, that that's a good that's a good point. Urugu did not wait for its compliment and then walked off and then came back looking for its compliment. And uh, yeah, that yeah that is the basis of that um, concept. So yeah, indeed, brother, indeed. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but that's excellent. Um, also, there's a recommendation. Oh, a wonderful producer. Hold up. A wonderful producer said, never too old. My grandma at 90 was proposed to. And we told her, um, he's 85 and deaf. You're blind, granny. How's that supposed to work? <laughs> I mean, hey, well, each one got, they got complimentary senses. So that could have worked, you know? You know, he's deaf and she's blind. I mean, hey, all of our people, well, the vast majority of our people are blind, deaf, and dumb. So, <laughs> what's it different? <laughs> oh, man. You know, <laughs> wonderful producer says, imagine at 90 being proposed to, but uh, at 23, you can't find nobody. Because you know your um, parameters at, at ninety are different than your parameters at twenty three. That's that's how that works. Um, and Tila Nubi says effective effective communication is the most important thing. Besides having the foundation of things in common, indeed. And one thing Bob Marudi had always has always talked about is, is that um, there has to be a found somewhat of an uh, ideological foundation that you're in essence rowing, you're going to row boats in the same direction and not row in different directions. Cause you know, you row in different directions. You just spin around in a circle. Um, and sister poetry says there's someone for everyone. I don't know if I believe that, but you know, I leave that alone, you know, numerically, mathematically speaking, it's not possible unless we deal with polygamy, but I understand what you're saying. Um, but um, <laughs> Sister uh, Tila Nubia says, according to uh, someone on YouTube, you're no longer a value based on age. Well, of, to whom and for what is, is always a question. You know, according to that same person, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, no one, uh, no man making under a certain amount of money is of much value. So. Yeah, you know, um, some people use African uh, African measurements, and other people use European measurements. Um, from an African perspective, people of poor character are uh, low value, and so I think um, poor character is a bigger issue than most things when it comes to relationships. Because if you have poor character by yourself, you can have even poorer character. When you're trying to connect with another person and your lack of character will affect more people 
than just um than just your poor character alone in fact poor character amongst a group of people multiplies it and causes more damage in reality um so for example uh just just an example a, a drug addict by themselves may overdose and kill themselves a drug addict with a family can financially ruin the family steal stuff out the house uh may become physically abusive <laughs> you see what i'm saying so that poor character that affects one person um is different than that poor character affecting is multiplied when a um, family situation and brother asar says a video the segment on regular dating he said that is not an option it is that it is not an option it is a requirement um that marriage that marriage is a requirement uh clarify that for me brother I, I don't want to miss um the context of your message but uh quickly while brother is sending me that uh sister recommended two books and i haven't i have forgot all about these books and i thought i had them but when she said it, i went looking for them i don't have them here i may have them i may have them in store somewhere i have some books in store i have some books in other places but uh ron elmore's book is a it's a book that came out i believe in the 90s um how to love a black man and how to love a, a black woman and i think she said she recommends brothers reading um both brother the, the brothers and sisters reading both books so she recommend both books be read which i found interesting and um she recommended that book of course she recommended bob brooks book complementarity and complementarity notes which i have complementarity but i do not have complementarity notes also she recommended uh baba Senike's book uh lubrication for liberation which deals with conflict resolution and things like that communication i have that book it's a small pamphlet but it's very powerful um i've had that for a few years and some of the things in there i have actually used in personal relationships uh as well as um, his interactions with um, organizational relationships. Um, And he was saying training our young people and teaching them and having them read about relationships before they actually go out in the world. And then um, I talked about the, I talked about the healthy. I mean, I talked about never assume. I'm trying to see if there were any other books. Those were the books and they also have they have videoed complementarity, previous complementarity conferences. So you definitely find value in that. And you can find those at um, acumenhouse.com. I believe it's acumenhouse.com. And you can find Ron Baruti's books and uh, their DVDs. They're available for sale. And so and the money goes to their school. I, I don't think I mentioned it, but I think everybody here knows. But the Ackerman Institute is their uh, edu- edu- educational institution uh, in Atlanta. So, um, 
yeah, when you support those products, they they go to create other products and to support the the actual learning center and institution that they have. Um, let's see. You got ripped off. Says we 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 got a big problem with with so called consciousness. They want men to pay for everything out of a sense of manhood. Yet she didn't think about purchase. Oh wait, excuse. She didn't think about discussing this purchase before the purchase scene. Hmm. You know, I'm gonna talk about a topic kind of related to that. I've seen lately um, a lot of provider discussions and 50-50 discussions and things like that amongst women that I, some of them I actually know personally. Um, And it's interesting because, and I'm gonna say this, you know, people may get offended and may not, but within that discussion, like I, I think I said it before, it's a discussion of traditional roles, but have you as a woman been traditional, you know, with your virtue, which I discussed in another, you know, in my WAP and wives discussion, because to ask for traditional roles after you've been non-traditional with your virtue for 15 years, I find that disingenuous. And that's all I'll say on that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Um, Unique One Express says, as much as I value strong uh, Black African relationships, it doesn't seem to be working for me. I've got to the point where I'm tired and somewhat don't care. Okay, well, I I don't know what to tell you, you know? Um, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know what your relationship, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what your relationship experience experience is or experiences have been. I have no way of knowing. But um, you know, we all feel like that from time to time if you if you've been single for a long time. Um like I like I try to tell people, we greatly because especially because of the internet, we greatly overestimate the number of people period, who are quote-unquote conscious or African-centered. There are times where it appears like more because it becomes the wave, so to speak, and everybody wants to get in on it and claim it and so forth, so on. But when those periods end, you're back to the base core number of people, and it's not it's not a lot of people. Like, I just put it like this. I always tell people this. Turn off your computer, walk outside, wear your, wear your best uh, African garb or something that lets people know what you believe in and just walk around your city and tell me how many people actually stop you and say something that lets you know that they are of the same mindset. I've done it for years. I, I'm almost never stopped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have a particular sweatshirt that I wear that gets, that gets stopped. But um, in, the rea- in reality, it's very rare. I, I mean, I Literally, probably 75, 80% of my clothing is um, either African-centered or some type of black designer that lets people know my mindset. No one stops me and said, hey, you know, I'm not going to say no one, but it's rare. Like I literally, I can walk through this city 
wearing this stuff and no one virtually no one said anything so that in and of itself other than if i go to certain places now it's a couple of places in the city i can go georgia have um being one of them um and a couple of other places but yeah overall nah so that just shows me that the percentages of people you know who are actually like-minded is very small so that in and of itself limits uh limits your dating pool that's just a reality situation um and wait, so much wait a minute, so much stuff is going on while i was talking um i'm not sure okay actually the like sisters are talking back and forth themselves other than sisters that she's trying to work on herself in most areas and it seems to give me nowhere as society put like this you'd be you'd be surprised so usually what happens being completely honest this is what usually happens when you get to the point where you're like man forget it is literally the time when you just literally bump into some person like and i mean sometimes you physically bump into the person <laughs> you know oh my bad no sorry about that you know it's happened to me before so that's why i say that um and uh, Brother Crow says it's a very small community when it comes to being African-centered, especially when you're living in places that is not predominantly black. Even when you are living in a place that's predominantly black. Um, you know, of course, I can't speak for, you know, people in different cities, but most of the East Coast cities are being gentrified. Um, <laughs> so, you know, if you're in the East, wherever you at on the East Coast, it, it is... Um, you know, it's getting gentrified so that there's a fewer black people where you are now. So, but I mean, at the same time, people find people all the time. And that's why the discussion of um, the discussion of um, long distance relationships, which I've seen, I've actually seen a couple of people online make that work, a couple of people on Instagram make that work. So, you know, that's always, it's always an option for people. Um, yeah, I was about to speak on my personal self, but I'm not. Yeah, no, we're not going there. Uh, so anyway, um, after I did talk about, I talked about complimentary and complimentary notes. Uh, and mama says your roles will change and people change. So, um, you just have to understand that people change and evolve. And it was a brother that was talking about he's he called it movement i call it growth and development and but he was saying that um understand and as a brother explained it to me if you're basically saying if you're alive you're moving or if you're not um you know if you're not moving then you're dead so understand that you're done with a living entity and then moving um and since poetry said that we speak about letter writing. No, no, no. I ha hadn't got to that yet. In fact, I think I think that's next on the list, unless I did I go past that? Oh no, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's right here, my bad. My own hand, my own letter writing, my own handwriting. You got me confused for a second. <laughs> uh says, yeah, she said writing letters allows you to express yourself. 
Um, and then she said, take the angry letter, you write it out, and then you tear that one up. You know, you don't write, you don't give the angry, angry letter to your, <laughs> and she's funny because she said she told us, uh, I guess a sister that the sister wrote angry letter and then gave it to her compliment. She's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> you tear up the angry one, you burn it or whatever, you know, and then in your calm mind, you write the letter. Um, and that, and I can say, because I don't know if it's because it's so rare. I don't know because it's something sisters appreciate more than brothers. I don't know, but that that is something that um that is something that it allows you to communicate in a in a different way on a different level. And maybe because you have to be more introspective, especially as a man. Uh I've done that before. I didn't even know anything about that. Mama was gonna say anything about that. And it does allow a, uh, at least it seems like a higher level of communication um, and allows at least me to express more intimate thoughts than I would express um, verbally. So um, he didn't say that's the reason why. It just that just came to me as I talked, to, talked about it. And uh, she was one of the things she was talking about. You get older, it's good to have a compliment because you're gonna have health issues, you know. And it's good to have somebody that you trust by you while these things are going on, and that these are one of the, um, you know, these are this part, this part of the growth and development of yourself as a human being and you as a complementary couple. And uh, brother, I saw I said dating while married. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I spoke. I thought I spoke on that, Bob. I thought I spoke on that. That um, because uh, Baba he said weekly have weekly timeout, and then also that one year break or for a weekend or a week or whatever, where you just away to yourself, you and your compliment, and um, you know, keeping rekindling the fire and enjoying each other's company and remembering why you're with this person so baba has spoken on that before um so the weekly dating and then the at least yearly minimum but sometimes quarterly retreat and he says when you know when they do their weekly dating ain't you know phones off everything you know we we ain't here <laughs> you know nothing outside of them exists so i found i, I found that interesting because i know people try to talk to Baba all the time. And I'm sure people try to talk to mom all the time as well. Um, and another brother said that, uh, he said that, well, I can't remember who said it. I didn't write who said it, but they said that marriage is about daily compromise, but you do not compromise. In fact, it was a Baba that said this part, but you don't compromise your principles. So small things within a relationship is about compromise. It's, there's no need to hold on to certain things and create a grudge and try to get tit for tat and all that goofy stuff. Um, but then, you know, it's just saying, you know, sometimes you just, you just give. You just like, okay, yeah, here you go. Or, all right, you're right, you know. And that's just part of the relationship, the give and take in a relationship. It's just 
you know, it is what it is. And uh, I know mama was saying, uh, make sure you focus on your own issues and self-improvement as opposed to always pointing the finger at uh, your compliment. And this was big for the sisters. This is for you all. But brothers, too, because um, brothers can speak in hot anger and really you can really damage your relationship way more than you think, you know. And this is where you'll get seven days of what's wrong and the answer being nothing. Uh, discipline your tongue. You know, discipline your tongue. Um, Baba Ruby says, don't speak in hot anger, but discipline your tongue. Sisters really don't understand. And she said, she said that, that uh, women are more, more emotional, but brothers are more sensitive. Sisters don't really understand, right, how a how what they say and how and even tone can be very hurtful to a brother that cares about them right he values you not just you, you know your physical person but he values your mind and your tongue is a manifestation of your mind and is very dangerous. You can be very hurtful, and y'all know this, but I'm just reiterating. You can be very hurtful to a brother, certain things that sisters say, because when you get to a point where you're, you're intimate with each other mentally and spiritually, you know, you start picking on things that you know will push his buttons. That So mama said, discipline your tongue. Don't get into that game. And brothers, same. You know, we're not as uh, adept as hurting at hurting our women um, with certain things. But our tone at times can be hurtful um, to our sister, in addition to what we say. Right. Um, so disciplining the tongue and being mindful of what you say and how you say it and understanding that this person is on your team even if y'all are at odds in the moment understand that this person is for you and that the, the danger and the damage that can be caused by the tongue right and um there are there's some uh there's a lot of african proverbs that deal with that and there's also a uh there's also a uh a dinkra symbol that deals with that. And I didn't really realize we be sitting around talking about the dinkra symbols or else I would have had my large adinkra uh, dictionary here. And I actually met the brother that wrote the adinkra dictionary that I have, which was interesting because when I looked at him, I was like, you wrote it? <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. And he was like, huh, okay. Not what I was expecting, but hey, it is what it is. Um, so also, I'm sure y'all hear the paper rattling, but I can write faster than I type, so I wrote it up. Um, she said, uh, marriage is about two people coming together to help each other heal, and I would add and grow. Um, and Brother Dawu said, uh, dating while married is great advice, especially if you have children. You can get lost and out of touch really fast between work, raising children. And trying to maintain a household and that brother knows because he's been um 
you know, he's been married for I don't know how long, brother. You, you tell me if you if you feel like sharing. I, as Rock Kim say, I know it's been a long time. Um, I got to be past twenty years by now. So um, if I'm not mistaken, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or not. But yeah, that is um that brother has experience in that area. Um, you know, Mama said, learn about your spouse's family, which and you know this is the thing when we are in our natural environment, right? The reason that people, you had, um, so we're quote unquote, arranged marriages is not what we thought. It's, it's the thing about it is that many times people grew up around each other and the elders were looking at who interacts with who. And so you are arranging people that already many times had a bond. Well, all of that now has been thrown out the window because technology and people moving further away from each other, things like that. So finding out about a person's family is important. And the brother said, uh, almost coming up on, uh, okay, 24 years, almost coming up on uh, 25. All right. So uh, give, uh, give Brother Daoud a, a black hand for that incredible accomplishment. He's been married to his queen for nearly a quarter of a century and um i remember we met i remember we met that sister way back in the day so yeah they told me that quarter century later they still be making it happen and i would have i would have uh, lost money on that <laughs> that's all i'll say you know but uh, that's outstanding um wow brother you know definitely um definitely proud of that brother um I lost my I lost my train of thought, but uh, oh, one of the things uh, as we talk about is uh, the beware the power of the spoken word, which is kind of went along with what I had talked about earlier, and said there's an African proverb that says silence silence finishes the argument, um, which I take as you know not throwing gas on the flame, which we you know we tend to do at times. But yeah, the the the, spot, the family thing, let me get back to that real quick. That's where I was at. The family thing, and I think I'm going to take this up until I won't go past four. But one of the things is that when you, you're getting with someone, you're saying you're going to mix your DNA, your genetics, with their genetics. And you're going to produce a person. And a person is going to be a mix of that. And if you know their family, then there'll be things you'll see. You're like, oh, okay, that that's his cousin coming out or that. And she gave that example. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, that's, I mean, that's real. You know, we just kind of think of ourselves as our, you know, a combination of our mother and father, which is true. But depending on how you grew up, you know, there are other family members who have an influence on you. And then other, other tr family traits that kind of bounce around and come from angles that you don't expect, you know? Um, so getting to know the person's family and also what type of what type of health issues run in the family? What type of, is there is there a tendency towards substance abuse? That's something, because that, those things run in the family. Mental health, those things tend to run in families. We don't think about those things. Like, it's important to know um, you know, and, and this is extreme, but if someone in the family is, for example, committed suicide, that's 
You know, what was the cause of that? Is depression a, a thing that runs in the family? That's these are things that are worth knowing. And then being completely honest, this is something nobody wants to talk about, but to be real. Um many times sexual abuse runs in families. You with someone, especially brothers, you you'll run into sisters a lot of times. If you talk to sisters and they open up to you, you run, you'll run into a sister. She has, she's a survivor. It's important to know, really, is was that a person that's still part of the family? Is that a person that's still around? Is that person like when you have a family reunion, this somebody that she has to see? Is that gonna re you know that's gonna re-traumatize her? Is it somebody that because he's part of the family, they're gonna be around your children? I mean, these are things that we don't talk about, but these are real because it affects it has a it, if you choose to um be in a relationship with that person, it will affect it is has affected their entire life. It will affect their life going forward. And then you are part of their life. It will affect you going forward. There are going to be things that trigger her. You know what I'm saying? It may affect your intimacy. Um, it often acts. In reality, it often affects intimacy in various ways. So that in and of itself is a whole thing. And mama didn't talk about it, but I'm as I'm here talking about it, that is a big thing that wasn't talked about, but is a big thing that many brothers uh, have to deal with. And as time goes on, more and more sisters will have to deal with it. Brothers have experiences that they don't consider abuse. Um, like there was some, I don't, I'm not actually familiar with the brother, but some brother, someone when he was a teenager, he was with Mary J. Blige and she was 25. Brothers don't consider that abuse. But how does that affect his outlook on women and sex and things like that? And then somebody told me that now he's a homophile. So I'm like, okay, well, here we are, <laughs> right? We always connect the sexual abuse and the homophilia from man-to-man uh, -man contact. But he, he's giving an example of man-to-woman contact. Again, these are things that, you know, you have to be discussed um, to, you know, because these things affect people and it is definitely affect your interaction. So um, I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but, you know, I just feel like that's that's very um, it's very important for us to take a look at and, and talk about, you know, and I haven't done a show on sexual abuse in a while. I'm, I'm doing another one. No one likes to talk about it. No one shows up for it. When we used to do events, no one showed up for it. But, you know, it's just something that has to be addressed in the community. Um, mama said, never make unilateral decisions, you know, where you just, um, you know, you just decide for both of you. And she said, avoid that. Um, and she said, be grateful for the little things, you know. And also, I think this one is very important. And I think, to me anyway, I know I could be wrong, but brothers have to be very um mindful of this because this be very dangerous i've seen brothers do this and uh says that um don't correct your spouse in public and 
this is very, that's, you can really damage your relationship with that, you know, correct them in private, support them in public. It sounds simple and uh, um, obvious, but, you know, it happens and it's just, nothing good can come out of it. The amount of resentment that's going to happen from that, the amount of discontent that's going to be caused, um, it's going to be hard to forget and hard to forgive. So I, th- I thought that was wise advice. It's just, yeah, just, just try to avoid that at all costs. Nothing good can come of that. Um, and this was interesting. <laughs> this was interesting. She said, um, stay out of grown folks' business. And she was referring uh using uh their child as an example of that where you know you don't poke your nose into other people's relationships too much um i found that i found that interesting um and also she was saying she was and she i think i think mama said this um i think now don't quote me but someone said it because i wrote it down and basically don't take your financial issues of the household outside the household to other people. And it was said that sisters sometimes do this and this men feel very demeaned and degraded when this happens. Um, so sisters don't do that, please. Thank you in advance. Um, and, uh, Oh, yeah, and the actual men's meeting was August. Next men's meeting was August seventh, twenty twenty one, at noon. Chess or checkers? A question of power. So uh, you can go to Bob Ruby's Facebook page, and he'll have that posted up. So that is something that um, you know, for brothers that are interested in fellowshipping with other brothers, if you don't have a community to fellowship with, you can do that. And that's a, that's an online event, just like this was. So. And let's see, I talked about I talked about this part. A man chases a woman until she catches him. And Baba Rudy said that uh he said also, he said, for the brothers, he said African men are not whores. We're not man whores. Being a man whore is not African. Um, you know, running around um, impregnating different sisters or um, you know, just you know, trying to lay up with every sister that come in the community. He said that that's not African. It's not being an asafo. It's not, um, you know, it's not what we do. It's not, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't even. I don't even have any. I don't have too much to add to that because this, this is what this is what happens. Really, this is what happens. Um, it causes the entire it cast the entire community of men in a bad light you know i'm not saying that man has to be a saint because you know, I, I ain't no saint so i'll be instead of here telling lies or <laughs> you know what i'm saying engaging in nice hypocrisy but uh try to um limit your um try to practice some sexual discipline you know we understand everything is real. You know, we understand men are men and things like that. But 
Just try to brothers, try to practice some some type of sexual discipline. You know what I'm saying? Just just don't be running amok, you know. Um knocking down everything that's standing up, like your human bowling ball, you know. I just put it that way. And um see also. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, okay. I think I talked about this, but uh Baba Rudy states that age gap dating can work uh based on maturity and africanity he said so if i believe sister tegler knew we were talking about that earlier don't let don't just automatically discard somebody who may be younger or older um if you know your maturity levels are and i guess in the ballpark and also you're on the same mission and you, you're both African. He was saying that can, that can work. And I don't, it, it's weird. I don't actually see it. I'm trying to think, do I know any, any couple like that? I don't actually, that I know of, at least not of an age where it's readily apparent that there's a large age gap. I don't see that. So um, apparently people haven't tried it but baba said that it can work but i mean it's like any any other relationship the relationship relationships are work just like race work is work um and uh brother had this quote i found this quote interesting he basically said that the parents prepare people for marriage and the creator brings you your spouse and I don't know if that was an African proverb or if that's just something that he said. I didn't put it in quotes, so it must have been something that he said, not a proverb. I just found that interesting. Um, and one thing Bob Rudy also says, too, real quick, is that he always says that if you're doing the work, your work will bring uh, will bring the attention of like-minded people. And I now that part I found to be true, and my mother had said something similar to me years ago. She was like, "Go, you like, you know, what you what you about? Um, just go and do it, and be about it, and make that your life, and then you will, uh, you know, you will go to those environments where like minded people are, and yeah, that um." You know, I just put it like this, that helped expand at that time, help expand my um my dating pool, you know. And it helped me find like-minded people and you know, so it increased the percentages. So um that is everything that I had note-wise. If anybody has anything that they want to interject uh as far as what they saw at the at the conference and what they got out of the conference. Now is your time. You got about four minutes or so before I get off here. And again, uh, with two weeks from the day, we're going to be having a straight black love day cookout. And we're going to be out in Oxen Hill enjoying ourselves there. So if you're in the area and you're on the East Coast and you want to do, um, you want, you know, you want to come and engage with a fellowship with us, then 
You can do that. That and that's also on Father's Day. So, you know, you want to make it a family outing, you know. That would be fun for the whole family. And the food is free. And so can't beat free food. And our wonderful producer says, follow me on OTW2 at www.otw2.com forward slash user slash DC Radical One. And of course, along the bottom here, you can follow me on Instagram at dc.radical, the number one, at Twitter at dc underscore radical underscore O-N-E. The cash app is dollar sign DC Radical One, all one word. And of course, this is the YouTube, capital D, small c, radical, the numeral one, and the email is dc.radical underscore one at protonmail.com. Those are all the ways that you can contact me. And of course, don't forget the long awaited um, second interview with our brother. Irritated Genie will come up next week at 2 p.m. So tell your friends, tell your follower, uh, your social media followers and things like that. That's what we'll be doing next week. Brother Genie will be back and we'll see if um, we'll see if the channel's still up after a week or so after Brother Genie comes and visits us, depending on what he has to discuss. Um, he has a lot of things he could discuss a lot of ways to go. And what we're going to do, probably the last half hour of the discussion, we will just take uh, questions from the uh, from the audience. So if you have a question for Brother Genie, or, you know, think about it this week or whatever, and have it ready. Um, I'm sure there'll be more questions than we'll have time for, but he'll try to um, carve out as much time as he has available. So with that, brothers and sisters, again, thank you all for listening. I thank you all for uh, subscribing. Make sure you hit the like button. I thank you all for your support. I thank you all for your uh, donations to the Cash App. Thank you all for spreading the message and supporting me and supporting Straight Black Pride, Brother Jeannie and uh, Bob Rudy and... Um, you know, everyone that's trying to um, make a difference and direct our people in the right direction. And uh, our sister Tila Nubia says, hoping to make it to the cookout, but if not, she'll definitely be attending the SBP conference. And hopefully I'll have an announcement on that. Oh, oh actually, maybe Brother Janie um, might have an announcement on that next week. I didn't ask him, but you just reminded me. So with that, brothers and sisters, again, I thank you all. And I'll say a BB for Hodier and straight black pride. So here it is, y'all. Are you tired of being censored? Shadow banned? Shit, are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous? Well, I'm asking you to support OTW black YouTube. Why you may say? Because our content is important and necessary. And because anytime we tell the truth, they shut us down on their platform. So we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just gotta move accordingly, smarter. 
So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10 second snippet, a 15 second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. There's only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW Tube is where it's at. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dian. Cindy Ashby Production. Ashby Production. Ashby Production. Ashby Production. On the wake up.